What's going on, Bud Mashes? I'm Mr. Gamer. And I'm Kitty Duvall. And welcome to episode 123 of SBR Reports. It's going to be a no from me, dog. And, um, yikes on bikes, do we have some things to cover. So, obviously, you could tell I sound much better than I did, um, <laughs> than I did before. Um, yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, but I sound... You didn't record last week. Right, and I'm, and I'm letting them know, and I did, I, I didn't record last week because I sounded so bad, but I did stream, so they could have heard me more recently. By the way, that is uh, Mixer.com slash SBR Mr. Gamer. You know, maybe you shouldn't be pushing yourself when you're sick, mister. Also, happy birthday, belated, but still, happy birthday. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. I do appreciate that. With the with that being said, let's happy get into the first story. Happy birthday to you. Can we not, please? Can we not, happy please? Happy birthday. Please, please, happy birthday to please, you. Please, no. Please, can, can we stop? This is, this is assault. Do you need some pepper? No. But let's keep moving. Ah, okay. Oh my goodness. Can we get get into the first story? I mean, that corny ass <clears throat> joke is fitting because Fortnite's coming to high school and college. As a sport. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. So, as reported on KeenGamer.com, which is by a news release by TechCrunch, Fortnite has become a high school sport and college sport in the United States. This is news to me, but anyway. Esports has been constantly on the rise with more and more children dreaming of becoming video game streamers. See, here's... Now, I, I just want to take a quick pause. There needs to be a little bit of an addendum in that because it's not that children dream of becoming video game streamers. They can already do that. It's becoming famous. It's becoming... Tyler Blevins, like, that's what they actually want. I'm a video game streamer. Anyone can do it. I, <clears throat> yes, you're not wrong. Right. I think it's quite interesting how the ties have changed. You remember how our parents would tell ooh, us ooh, to get off that ooh, computer? Ooh. Stop playing on those games. Ooh. Go outside. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't make, now see, I will say that. My parents were not like that, but my parents were definitely like, if you're going to keep playing those video games, you need to be doing something that actually, like, brings it in. Like, what are you doing? Like, you love this so much. Like, what are you going to be doing with it? So, good for you to not have sad trauma with a lot of with other millennials. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. My husband's going to be upset. Now, so... Um, this is brought to us by PlayVS, which is an official esports league regulator and organizer based in the United States. Together with Epic Games, they want to expand Fortnite reach, which, I mean, at this point, would they just not have, like, a cartoon? They don't have cereal yet, but I suppose, I suppose they could. All right, so, <clears throat> moreover, by having professional tournaments and leagues at the high school and college level, they can expand their player base and viewership. So, and there's a few rules that have been stated on PlayVS's website. Schools will be placed in a regional conference based on their geographic location. Teams will be made up of two players compete as duos, and schools can register an unlimited amount of teams. The preseason starts February 17th, and the official, the official eight-week season kicks off February 24th. 
Top teams at the end of the season will advance to the playoff with a championship match taking place in May. Every week, the three highest scoring teams from each conference will be automatically guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. Participation is free. While any device is used to compete, players must still compete on campus with a coach. So, oh my God, months ago we had covered Fortnite coaches and now it's a thing. Oh my goodness. And colleges and universities have until February 26, 2020 to register. Do you know what I got to say to this, Mr. Vall? What? It's about time. So. Because you know what I'm thinking of? When I have future children, you're going to force them to be in the Fortnite League? No. Okay, cool. They're going to be in the Pokemon League, obviously. Scholarship opportunities. Oh, Jesus, fuck. Scholarship opportunities. If you can get. If you can truly, truly get <clears throat> money for playing football, for playing, for, for essentially doing anything very well. Like, calm down. Sorry. Don't abuse the mic. Sorry. But I, I, I want to see, I want to see somebody, I want to see someone who plays Fortnite so well, they get a full ride to a college. Colleges would be releasing, giving away gaming scholarships. That'd be interesting. You know, the first thing that came into my head, mm. I don't know if I want the government to be giving out uh, scholarships for gaming, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, on to the good side of gaming. I mean, the high school thing was good. That was cute. Well, yes, continuing on the good side of gaming, DC Universe Online developer is very happy with the response to the Nintendo Switch version. Um, he stated, I feel that the game was practically made for the Switch, and the fan base has been really terrific on there. Tons of folks are saying it's great to have a real MMO on the Switch. All right. I mean... I'm Batman. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Just last podcast, we covered how they're trying to make a more powerful Switch, and to have a MMO running on the Switch like that, I would say it's pretty good considering the portability of the system on its own can you imagine once they make it more powerful though unlimited power if you could somehow get it to where if if one day and i mean seriously one day if i can get the power of my xbox my xbox one x Mm -hmm. and you put that in the in, in in the size of the of my switch Shut up and take my money. You know, I just really wish the Sims would end up on the Switch. Yeah, we're, 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 they're, they're working on that, maybe, probably not. They're not. Um, but now that Speaking one thing EA. has, <laughs> now that one thing has ended, thanks EA. So, Tetris returns to Android and iOS after EA's version shuts down and the new developer, N3 work, N3 to work. I know they're trying to say network, but it's just like, eh. They say network. Okay, fine. Network is here to fill the gap. Just days after EA announced that its mobile Tetris games will be shutting down April 21st, new Tetris developer Network released an officially licensed version of the popular puzzle game on iOS and Android. <laughs> oh, excuse me. bless you. Thank you. So, it is only, so it is free with ads, but there's a single one-time purchase of $4.99, and those are gone. 
Now, from what you can, from what I can tell from the screenshots on TheVerge.com, this does not look like it's it's groundbreaking. Like I'm going to assume that a lot of our listeners already know about Tetris. Like it's it's Tetris, so they're not doing anything new. But it's Tetris on the smartphone, and and let, let me also um, it's a licensed Tetris on the smartphone. And it's a, and it's much better than the unheard of nine ninety nine to play Tetris. Like so, just imagine that you had to pay ten bucks on iOS to play Tetris. Because why? Oh, the little monster mouth thing is cute. So yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, I like cute things. You love cute things. We know you like cute things. And. For our next story, as reported on BGR.com, we finally have that PlayStation 5 leak that we've been waiting for. It's it's a one terabyte storage device. That that's it, guys. These things I, are I, ugly. I, 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 I saved you all of this reading just to be told that the developer kit for all of this is one terabyte. So it is safe to assume that the PS5 will be one terabyte. But I got to agree with Mr. Vaughn on this one. This console is ugly. Honestly, both the X, the new Xbox look thing and this PS5, they are ugly as sin. But because of how they're shaped, you can stack them and make the Enterprise. I suppose so. I just don't know if I want Nezuko's house just, you know... <laughs> Okay, let's face it. It is. Come on. Like, let's just let's just accept that. Let's just accept that. That is Nezuko's house. Do you know what I'm gonna be calling my Xbox? Nezuko? Yes. What when are you I get call your PS5. Huh? What are you gonna call your PS5? Quasimodo? That's not nice. It's a Quasimodo. Well, I mean, that movie wasn't nice either. All right, there we have it. <laughs> I'm done with you. Like, ooh, yeah, that's kind of true. All right, so we're just going to take a quick break and get right back into it with a word from our sponsors. All right, and we are back. And um, while my co-host is just... Still obsessing over, and and I asked Miss Duvall, did you want to cover that on the podcast? And she's like, mm, no. But anytime she gets a break, it's like, oh my god, Mister Gamer, look, they're just so cute. Look at Poppy. Look at Apollo. Yeah, look at. I'm just like, are you sure you just don't want to to cover this? Egg I mean, here. who? Ethan Pickett. Egbert. Of course. <laughs> uh, because of course. Also, stop making fun of me. I'm not making fun of you. It's you're a legitimate. Cool. It's a legitimate question. Legitimate you're question. Making fun of me. You're oh making my. Fun of me. You know what we need to be making fun of? Destiny Two. Okay. Yeah. Let's let, let's <laughs> let, let's let's bully Destiny Two real quick. Do you have to say it like that though? I, I mean. Let's face it, a lot of people think we bully things. Yeah, okay. That isn't Nintendo. <laughs> hey, 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 
okay. <laughs> anyway, so it turns out that with the new latest expansion of the now free to start Destiny 2, this philosophy of you have to be, you, you had to be there is turning players off, uh, according to Paul Tassi of Forbes.com. So, this week marks the end of Destiny's 2's biggest puzzle in history. The reward is a bit underwhelming. Eight-day early access to an upcoming exotic, but the ride was something to witness within 20-hour streams of players solving, oh my, a 5,000-tile maze based on community code submissions. So, this was the quarters of time. The maze is going to be gone, and the two-week window will be open only for a limited time to get the 19 lore entries of the Battle of Six Fronts and the Sate 14 emblem, which requires putting in 20 codes into the maze. Okay, so I see what they're going with. If you weren't there to experience it like an event, it's just gone. Similar to how events work in very large massively multiplayer online role-playing games like um oh my goodness runescape i know has events um ragnarok ragnarok had events uh rose on rush on seven episodes i miss that game so much guy online has events yeah so I, I guess I can understand that where it's like we are going to have this thing for you and it's only going to be available here. And if you don't get it, then you're just SOL. Yeah. All right. So the author does go into quite a bit of detail explaining how there's so much pressure for you to do the thing before it essentially goes away because it's only here for a limited time, which and in and, and, and so many situations i guess i can understand that but if i'm looking at the article correctly these 19 lore entries that's something to do with the story so you're telling me that's something to do with the story of the game in order for us to essentially get more content is going to be is is locked but is, is locked behind an invisible wall of time because yep. it's not even money you're just saying that oh hey you can only do this for a limited amount of time but then that just that then I just go and ask the question, why? Why? Like, why? Why can't it stay? Why? Why? Why is there this artificially made sense of urgency? Also, also, I feel like when because events and stuff, that's cool beans. But I feel like a lot what a lot of other MMOs and stuff do. I'm just gonna go back to guy online when I was way into it because mm-hmm. that's the first thing that popped into my head. Mm-hmm. They had lots of events. But if you, like, you know, made an account after a major event happened, you wouldn't get none of the stuff, but they would have the comics and everything set up where you can read and catch up with the actual story behind what's going on, if that was something you cared about. So, why wouldn't they do something like that? I don't fucking know. This is dumb. So, the author does then go into detail explaining how... This removal concept is supposed to be solving a technical problem. Um, Bungie says they can't keep adding activities to Destiny 2 forever. Though I do remember that um, Todd Howard said that he wanted Fallout 76 to go on forever. And it might just will. It's just going to be a question of who's still playing it. But um, the, uh, the author then goes to state that 
He wonders what happens when we arrive at our next big expansion in the fall. Does all the stuff being removed from the game over the course of these seasons even add up to a fraction of the quote-unquote permanent addition the size of Shadowkeep? I guess because I just fell off of Destiny, I'm reading this article and I'm just further falling off. Like, Destiny, the, the first Destiny is still available on Game Pass, and I've played that with a few people, and I've loved, note, loved Destiny 2, but after a while, I just, I, I could not get back, I couldn't get back into it. It was not very uh, captivating. It, it really wasn't, unfortunately. It was a, it was a grind, but not in the fun way. Like, I grind in borderlands borderlands 3 borderlands 3 is a grind you have to basically farm and you know with the luck of the draw you might get the legendary you want mm -hmm. but this kind of grinding just isn't fun especially when the barriers that they put in front of you are so artificial like is this there to just like pad things because you couldn't think of any ideas or were you just like nah this is all we're going to be getting out of this like i'm just not I'm I'm not quite sure what what the point of all this was, which unfortunately does go into uh. I was I'm actually really disappointed because I enjoyed watching you play Destiny because I thought the story was fun, and, and then they ruined it. <laughs> well, I mean, and then they ruined it. Yeah, and all right, so the concept was great. You know who else ruins things? Politicians. Okay, so. And and okay, so I'm not. I'm just gonna I'm completely just gonna go into my happy place real quick while you do that. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm. I'm going to try my best because anytime that someone you know blames the video games or whatever, I get really, really upset. I get really, really heated. I'm trying not to do that for 2020, Mr. Gamer. But I have so many questions, specifically questions to 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 Mr. Joe Biden because I need to understand what made him so ignorant to say that and and I only say that because when I first looked at this article from techspot.com the title of it is Joe Biden calls video game calls game developers little creeps who make titles that teach you how to kill. So I first read that and I'm just like, OK, so someone is obviously very upset. They are not feeling too happy with whatever it is that's going on. OK, fine. So then I actually read the New York Times article and here we go. I, I'm, I'm going to just, I'm this, this one paragraph, um, where, and you know what? I have to start with the entire question. So here, here we go. So <clears throat> under the Obama administration, Silicon Valley power expanded greatly. There are very few mergers blocked. Do you have any regrets about that? The reason why I was given presidential power when I was given an assignment is because I kept the disagreements I had with the, with the president, just that. I, I had said at the outset with the president, one of the reasons he picked, he said he picked me was I'd never walked in the Oval Office being, being intimidated by being in the Oval Office. I'd always tell him what I thought, but at the end of the day, he gets to make the decision. These are places where he and I have disagreed. 
About 30% of the time, I was able to convince him to my side of the equation. 70% of the time, I wasn't when we disagreed when he laid something out. As you may recall, the criticism I got from meeting with the leaders in Silicon Valley when I was trying to work out an agreement dealing with them protecting intellectual property for artists in the United States of America. And at one point, one of the little creeps sitting around that table who was a multi close to a billionaire who told me he was an artist because he came, he comes up with video games to teach you how to kill people. I'm sorry, that was a misquote or not. Who knows? Now, see, I, I, I don't believe that a developer would call themselves a creep in what at this time was in front of the vice president of the United States. You got called a creep by the vice president of the United States. That's false. Now that's that's different. I don't think that developer called themselves a creep. And, And even looking at that, I was like, okay, wow. So he really did say that. And then I was thinking a little further. So... This article states in two in 2013 he provoked he proposed an attack attacks on violent media including video games. I remember that. So, and I I doubt you are listening to this, sir. And I don't even know what your stance on a whole lot of things are, but I do have to ask you this question, Mr. Biden. Do you not understand? how small-minded that statement makes you seem with the generations. Gener- with with the generational push of video games because i believe that there are very easily searchable evidence that shows that there are video games that teach you to do the exact opposite and I think every single time I come to this, I always end up with the same example. Undertale. Undertale is a game. You have the choice, and you always, always do have the choice. You could kill that frog, or you could not. Oh, you know what that just reminded me of? What's that? This post I had saw when I was cruising the internet. About how people will always end up choosing nice interactions nine times out of ten because they are just generally not a mean person. Like right. people who just want to, like you know, games are used as an outlet to let out your anger and stuff. So of, of course. course you're gonna go rob the dude, steal a dog from the village in Skyrim or what the fuck ever. Like I'm enjoying. Like I'm not gonna lie, I'm enjoying myself in Grand Theft Auto Online, but I know. It's a game because I could not get away with half of the stuff. But for someone like me, you give me options to be nice and like, just give me options to pet the street animals and I'm going to be happy. And you also play games like Untitled Goose Game, where you just get to be a rebel, an anarchist. (laughs) The goose teaches us about communism or some stupid shit. I don't fucking know. I don't know either. I don't know where that was going. No, I I just... I'm so burnt out about this presidential thing. Like, I think it's been talked about since, like, the past two years. I will... I I, I honestly... I think Biden is, like, shooting himself in the foot. But 
I also feel like, given the political things that are going on, mm-hmm. he's going to keep shooting himself in the foot. I don't want to get too political on this. this my head hurts. I'm over this. I, I, do you know what I would actually like? I I would love. I would love to have a conversation with him. I would. Because I need to understand where his head is. I need to understand why that is why you feel that way and perhaps just like 30 percent of the time you were able to get the president on your side um president obama i would love to see if i can get you to see things just a little differently because there are so many things that people are forgetting with video games like so and and I, and I need you to stop me if I'm going too far, Miss Duval. Mm-hmm. Making video games illegal, making yeah. making violent video games illegal, is not going to stop people from playing them. No, no, it's like drugs. You just because they're illegal. I got an even better way for you. I even and 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 it's one that's really going to hit home. What? Making abortion illegal is not going Ooh. to stop it. Oh, we're getting hot, hot in here. Okay. It's just, <laughs> no, and, 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 and I think that this is, and, I, and I, I'm, if it seems like I'm getting on my soapbox, I'm sorry, but. We're going to stick to drugs because that's, the abortion thing's a little hot, hot. Oh, wait, it is? Oh, that's a huge hot button topic right now. See, guys, you have to forgive Mr. Gamer. <laughs> Wait, why are we? Why are people still having arguments about that? What? Anyway, yes, mm-hmm. just like when Prohibition tried to ban alcohol. See, that's a better example. Okay, because that's the thing. Like you know, I everybody said, I agrees. Still said my other example was good. And no, no, it is. It is. We're just gonna avoid that. Okay. Cool. But yes, like. <laughs> The, the the point of having a, a a tax on violent media. Okay, first of all, why even say violent media? Let's just go to the crux of what you're actually upset about, video games. Why? Because you need a scapegoat. Because no one has accepted the solution that will actually solve everything. Free Pe- therapy. People are just looking at the easiest thing to blame. And yes, I don't like a lot of video games. I'm a critic. I don't think I'm supposed to like a Nobody's lot of... Nobody's supposed vi- to like everything. That would be boring. But I don't like, for example, I don't like Mortal Kombat. I didn't like Hatred. I don't like Injustice. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Fortnite. But Fortnite aside, all those violent games, yeah, okay. There's nothing wrong with them. I mean, you play a lot of Overwatch. That's violent in itself. Yes, and you know, it, and unfortunately, it just gets more toxic when you could just have people in your people in your dragons. ear. Dragons. I wish I could suit dragons out my dick. What? <laughs> this is what happens when you give me something to drink before we record. Isn't that where it comes from? <laughs> no, they come from his arrows. Oh. They they come from his arrows. No, no, oh, oh boy, oh boy. Okay, um, yikes. We're gonna bleep that part. All right. Um. So 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 yes. Going back to what I was saying previously, um, Mr. Biden. In the event that you 
ever listen to this, I'm not going to tag you. Your name will be in it. Um, I would love to seriously, seriously, seriously have a conversation with you about that because I truly believe that the people who are in power aren't stupid. They're ignorant. They are choosing not to believe something for reasons that I don't understand. And when I was in high school, there was a very important lesson that I learned. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. I mean, I can I understand what's going on with them. It's the same thing that happens with a lot of people's parents. They don't understand it. So it's bad. So it's bad. They see all these... The, they see cause and effect, but they t- end up linking things that aren't actually linkable. It's like when they stop heavy metal, but leave children to um, Satan worship. No, it was being forced to wake up at 6 a.m. every Sunday. Ooh. That led to goats. Yeah, I've read that. Oh. The comments on this thing are spicy. Right. Spicy spice. Right. Wow. Like, that's a whole book. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I think that with that, um, I'm just going I'm just going to read this one comment that really just stood out. And um, yeah. So <clears throat> this is from Uncle Al. Um, Sorry, Joe, but the U.S. Army taught me how to kill and they did a fine job of it. There is no game on the market that can accurately teach a kid how to use my... 338 Lapua Magnum modified and how to hit the target from 200 to 1800 yards. And most importantly, the games don't realistically shoot back. For me, these kind of shoot 'em up games were an effective way for me to deal with PTSD long before it was called that. Now these are just entertainment and fond memories of a day of days long since gone. And there it is. There is no video game on the market that truly shows that. There just isn't. Because... When you get hit, there is no health meter. There, there is no. No, you're just dead. There is no. (laughs) There is no indicator that shows you how much life you have left, or there's no strawberry jam that you just wipe off your eyes. It's like you got hit. You're hit. Like let's hope it wasn't near anyone near like an organ or anything like that, because maybe you could pull it out. Maybe. It was just in and out. Like, you, you see, video games, GTA doesn't teach you that. Battlefield doesn't teach you that. Call of Duty doesn't teach you that. Manhunt doesn't teach you that. It just doesn't work that way. And I just really feel like the DNC is going to put him on the nomination. Like, No. I really feel like that's going to happen. And we are going to have another split. And it's going to be bad. Two-party system sucks. There, I said it. I mean, yes. There, I said. Wow, this is this has got really heavy into politics. You know what game I've I've actually been really enjoying? Quick, say it. Fart joke. Fart. What <laughs> game have you been enjoying, sir? Moonlighter. I've actually really been enjoying Moonlighter, and I actually have been watching a speed run of Dark Cloud. Um, 100% because I just have nothing else to do with my life. So... Oh, and I'm going to be getting ring fit. We used to totally do a recording of that. That would be interesting. Yeah, let's... But what other positive things can we throw in there? Quick. Um, my nephew is cute. Animal Crossing 2020. Um... Isabel for president. Isabel. (laughs) Okay, um... I don't know if I could handle that. 
Because here's the thing. Because here's the thing. Yeah. You know that Trump is going to say something about her. You know. You know. No, no. Wait, wait. I can see it now. Because people don't understand this. How crazy the animal fandom, can, animal crossing fandom can get. I have seen it. Oh, dear. For a game that's so relaxing. Everybody's quite welcoming. They're also very crazy. So, I think with that being said, this has been Mr. Gamer. And this is Kitty Duvall. Signing off.